Good morning, everybody. How are y'all? Good morning. Well, hello. My name is Seth Carter, and I have the privilege of introducing some of the world's finest speakers in Fuquay Verena. They are not nervous. They are highly trained, and they will not stutter one bit, and they are awesome. Um, if you see somebody wearing one of these shirts, that means that they went to a mission project with us this summer. We served in... Uh, in the Baltimore, D.C. area, we stayed. We were state housed at a local church, Luther Rice Memorial Baptist Church in Maryland, and it's a small church, but somehow they were able to fit 200 <laughs> participants from all over the country. I think we had some from uh, up north and some from uh, North Carolina, some from the beach, uh, all over the place, and, and we all stayed there. They fed us um, uh, breakfast and dinner, and then local churches in the community would feed us uh, lunches at our work sites. Uh, we were split up. We had 200 total people, but we probably had about 12 to 15 individual groups uh, that had about you know 12 uh, students and a couple adults in each group, and they would go and do much-needed home repair um, in, in some of the homes of the community. I mean, just tearing off a roof, uh, totally taking it down, and putting up new roof. And once you tore off the shingles, you realized there was more damage underneath. A lot of, a lot of folks were pulling ivy off um, of trees and off the house. Um, and then there were some other groups that did uh, community ministries, as you'll hear more about as well. Um, but it was very encouraging to see a lot of the hard work going on from, uh, from everybody who went. And if you see a student wearing a purple shirt, that means they went to TVR summer camp. And they, uh, they just got back from that a week ago. And that's in the mountains of North Carolina where they stayed a full week. And uh, the theme of the camp was identity. And they got to learn about that. And you'll hear more about that later and see more about it from a video. Personally, for me, I realized that, sadly, I underestimated our God. Um, going into the camps, I, I had this view of God. And then after the camps, I just had a much truer sense of the God that we serve, uh, the radical uh, Savior Jesus Christ who is able to do lots of great things. Um, oh, in one dramatic night at Mission Serve, I do want to talk about really quick... Um, just so you guys know, it was a breakthrough, a turning point for so many of the students who went to Mission Serve. And three of the students solidified their faith with Jesus Christ that had been on shaky uh, foundation since they perceived they were born again at eight years old. But that night was a turning point for them where they, I could actually see them working out their faith with fear and trembling. A tr truly wonderful night. Three other students confessed their sins to the entire group, and were dumbfounded with the, the thought that a good God could even love a mess-up like themselves. Um, one other student uh, was talking about her depression and anxiety that had come about through breaking rela broken relationships, but uh, she found peace in the fact that she knew her loving father and the relationship she had with him would never cease. Um, still in the same night, the same night, this tear-filled, Holy Spirit-led night, one student uh, accepted the Lord's call to, uh, to be a missionary. That night, almost everyone in our group spoke up, sharing things about what God is putting on their hearts. Almost everyone, and I can't remember them all, but I know the Lord does, and I pray that the Lord will give them strength to carry out uh, what God had started in their hearts uh, throughout what other season of life. And some people shared things in private that they weren't ready to share in public. But still, um, it was a, a moving night. And whenever somebody would share, 
they were surrounded by their Christian family in prayer and, and affection. Their, their family, the youth group, was a family, and that family bonded so much that night. I, I was reminded, and I learned that through both of these camps, that our God is still able to fill up an empty skeleton uh, that, is, that is maybe may, might be dry or indifferent, indifferent and fill it up with blood and organisms that pumps life into an otherwise dead carcass. God taught me that no one is a lost cause. God let all the youth see that they have so much in common that they didn't even know they had in common simply because they might have been hanging out in their safe, comfortable zones, maybe their, uh, their small group of friends that they had always grew up together. They remain in this comfort zone, and when you remain in your comfort zone, you can't really uh, grow, can you? Uh, God, we must, we must rely on God for good change because godless change is not really progress at all. Um, we must all, all of us, work out our, our salvation with fear and trembling, for it is God who works in us, both to will and work for his good pleasure. Now, we're going to watch some videos, uh, starting with TVR, and we're going to hear from the students. And you may ask... Uh, yourself, what would cause somebody to get up in this podium and speak to an audience? I mean, most people would say, you would probably say, it would take an act of God for me to get up here and speak out loud. I mean, most of us would not do it, but that's exactly what happened. We have seven students that are coming up here to share with you because an act of God happened. So I hope you're sitting on the edge of your seat. It's a wonderful camp, wonderful summer experience for our, our youth ministry and children's ministries. Um, uh, so let's enjoy the video together. Good morning. Well, Seth made me more nervous, so that's good. <laughs> I am not the best speaker, so bear with me. Um, good morning. My name is Caroline, and I am an uprising senior at Fuquay Verena High School. And this summer, I was blessed and fortunate to have the amazing opportunity to attend to attend, see it's Seth, I can't do <laughs> to attend Teen Valley Ranch. Every summer there is a theme. The theme this year was definition. Basically it means that we need to stop trying to define ourselves by what we do or what people call us, may it be good or bad. We need to realize that we are all God's creation, each and every one of us. Paul says in Ephesians 2 that God gave us life, raised us from the dead, and saved us by his grace. Acts 17:28, which is our theme verse this year, for in him we live and move and have our being. This is really important to people my age, especially in high school. It's always difficult because we always try to fit in and strive to be what others call us or what we are good at. We need to remind ourselves every day that in the end, all the things we are good at may be pretty cool at the time, but they don't define us who we really are, which is God's masterpiece. I have been able to attend TVR almost every year since third grade, and it really has helped me grow closer to God, not to mention the food there is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Even though you smell kind of funny when you come home, it is so worth it. <laughs> Thank you all for listening this morning for all your prayers and thoughts while I was gone. Hi, everybody. I'm Maggie Bartles. I'm a rising eighth grader at Holly Ridge Middle. Now, it's hard for me to describe my experience this summer in only three minutes, so I decided to do a top ten list. Here are the top 10 things I learned during Mission Serve and TVR. Number 10, when fighting with a locker, the locker wins. Always. <laughs> Number nine, I learned that what people say and think about me does not define who I am. Only, I, only God can define who I am. Number eight, 
I used to think my brother was loud. Then I spent a week up at TVR with some girls. You know who you are. <laughs> Number seven. I grew up in the Philippines where I saw poverty every day, and I could never wrap my head around the U.S. ever having people live in poverty. Visiting inner city Washington, D.C. and getting to know the people there was a real eye-opener. Number six. On this trip, I learned that Seth has several hidden talents. In addition to being a youth pastor, he also has skills as a paramedic, a rapper, and keeping the bus repair company in business. <laughs> Number five, spending all day chasing around 12 energetic little kids is extremely tiring. I learned I need to work on my patience. Number four, in DC in July, there are three types of weather, hot, hotter, and so hot it melts the bottom of your shoes. Yes, that actually happened to me. <laughs> Number three, visiting a place and being in a place are two different things. Visiting means you're there for a couple of days and leave. Being there means you build relationships with the people. That's what I really love about Mission Serve, the people. Number two, we ate some pretty questionable things during a Mission Serve trip, so I applied a rule I learned in the Philippines. If it tastes like chicken, don't ask. <laughs> Number one, I always considered myself a missionary. Growing up on the mission field, people would call me an MK, or a missionary kid. A lot, to a lot of people, that just means that your parents are missionaries. But to me, that means I'm a missionary, too. During Mission Serve, I felt God calling me to go back on the mission field when I get older. And until then, I'll continue being a missionary wherever I am. We got some fun piano-playing people in our youth group. Amen. <laughs> And I have to debate with Maggie, because I thought the food was pretty good. Best as I've had on a mission trip, I would say. So, good morning. It's good to be, it's good to be in the Lord's house this morning. And I uh, hope you all like my video I made there. That was all made on my phone. All the um, pictures and video and all the edits and stuff was on my phone. And uh, I have a fuller version of not just us, but the other people we met on the trip as well. You'll see more of that on a fuller version I have uh, that I put on YouTube, and it's about nine and a half minutes long. And if you search up Mission Serve 2016, Preston Pierce, that should pop up, and if not, I'll get you the link for that. And I wanted to look this morning uh, specifically in a um, verse in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, specifically verse 16. Uh, you can flip there if you want to. I don't have that pastoral uh, authority like Pastor Rolfs does, so... I'm just, um, I'm just a 16-year-old kid who likes to climb trees in the youth group. So, and this is what, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, chapter 4, verse 16, that's what this says. Therefore, we do not lose heart, though outwardly we are wasting away, yet innerly we are being renewed day by day. Which basically says our physical bodies age and become weak, uh, but staying on the path of Christ Doing that, we grow in wisdom and experience. Uh, I'm sure it's fair to say for all of us who went on the Mission Serve trip up to uh, Silver Spring, Maryland, I think it's fair to say that we uh, either learned something and or was reminded of something spiritually from the time we got, on, we got off of that bus um, at the Luther, Luther Rice Church uh, on July 9th. From then to 
time we got back on the bus on July 16th, somewhere in that time frame, uh, I'm sure we have all learned or saw something with that. Um, I know for me, something that I learned is that my dad, Chris Pierce, and Ben Johnson are good at slipping away, going to Bojangles and Five Guys. <laughs> I learned something else, too, is that they didn't ask me for anything. They just went on ahead for themselves. <laughs> all, I got was, all I got was the crumbs <laughs> and the little uh, droplets at the bottom of the Bojangles sweet teacup. But um, they did more work than that. They were a um, blessing to uh, the group they were in. And, um, but uh, with me, it was, um, including that, it was several things. But one of them was the power of prayer and seeing that. Because going into this uh, week at Mission Serve, I really wanted to put the Lord first. And um, I just saw throughout the week there were, you know, temptations that were um, tempting me to lead away from that. You know, the devil will always try to tempt you in ways. And, um, and I knew I couldn't do it on my own, so I remember um, before I went to bed several nights laying in my cot um, just praying to the Lord to help me because I knew I couldn't do it on my own. And, um, and I didn't just pray for myself. Uh, I asked other people in the youth group and other people in the work site that I was in to say, hey guys, can y'all pray for me um, to keep the Lord first and number one. And uh, by the end of the week, um, I saw them prayers being answered. And um, I wasn't perfect in it, but I kept having that want to keep the Lord first. And I had great rewards with that, getting to meet um people from churches all over the state that were there and some people all the way out from Illinois being able to meet them was a true blessing I still stay in contact with them and then I will continue to do that so prayer was a backbone for me on this trip as first Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 17 says pray continually and um, so that's all I have to say about that thank you all very much for listening Hello. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm Kat Keith. I'm a rising junior at Fuquay Marina High School, and I was on this year's mission trip to Washington, D.C. We had a blast. Our favorite games to play during break were Mao, Kemp's, and Pokemon Go. And the trending hashtag of the week was hashtag Linda Lives. <laughs> We overate a Bubba Gump, David Michael became famous, and another Bone Brother hit their head, so you could say it was a pretty complete break. <laughs> we learned to appreciate the quality of sweet tea in the South in the working shower. Uh, one of us in particular learned to watch where they step when they're standing on a roof, and we all learned a little more about what it means to be saved. I don't think I'm wrong when I say everyone was touched by God at least once on this trip. We all became so much closer on this trip, we learned things about each other that we have we would have never known otherwise, all because for once I finally listened to God. God got real with me on Tuesday night, and we had a literal come-to-Jesus meeting. He told me that just because I had said a couple words at camp a couple years back didn't mean that I was really saved. 
He touched my heart and showed me his love, and before I knew what was happening, I was falling to my knees in front of the altar. People I didn't know knelt beside me. They were rubbing my back, holding my hands, and praying for me, and I felt God pouring out his love for me through these people. It was a divine experience and something I'll never forget. I was bawling my eyes out the entire time, and every time I thought I was gaining control of myself, God would send another stranger to break me down again. I was still crying by the time our church got together for the large group meeting. It was the kind of experience that doesn't leave you. Seth pulled a chair into the middle of our circle for anyone who wanted to share what was on their mind. Usually when Seth does this, the youth avoid eye contact until Seth gives in and lets us go. (laughs) But God wasn't done with me. God told me that if I really wanted to change, I'd have to tell everyone else. So I sat in the chair and managed to choke a couple words out. I was still crying, but I think everyone understood. Then Seth made them all come closer and pray for me. It was beautiful. We were all touching in some way, and to hear my friends pray for me out loud really meant a lot to me. We all sat back down. I was still crying. Then to my surprise, someone else went to the chair. Then another. And another. One by one, nearly everyone in our youth group got up and shared something personal. We were all crying. More and more people were praying. As soon as someone finished sharing, everyone would would rush and borderline run to them to touch them in some way, and we would pray. We are a family, more so than ever. I am so lucky and thankful to have been a part of this wonderful mission trip. Good morning. My name is Noah McCreary, and I'm a member here at Wake Chapel. This summer, I was given the opportunity to travel to Washington, D.C. for Mission Serve. This was my first Mission Serve trip, so I was very excited about what I'd be doing. After talking with Seth, I decided to work on a construction team and was thrilled when I was placed on the same team as Daniel Sieg. As most of you know, Daniel can build anything. He even built an ark for VBS. Each day, we drove to a local resident's home in the area and helped with various projects that needed to be done on the house or in the yard. On Wednesday, our day off, we explored the Baltimore Inner Harbor and saw a movie. During the week, two things stood out to me. The first was something I heard our speaker say on the first night. He said, the world says that all of our problems are in the world, and the solution is found in ourselves. In reality, the world's problems are created in here, by our sin nature, and the only solution is Jesus Christ. Our sin nature is what has caused this world to become fallen and imperfect, and it is only through a holy and perfect Savior that we can be delivered from our sins. In Mark's Gospel, chapter 2, verse 17, Jesus said, It is not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners. The other thing that I realized on this trip was the church's need for community. God didn't make his son go around on the earth for 33 years by himself. He provided 12 disciples as companions to be with him at all times. As the body of Christ, we should be willing to be vulnerable with our fellow believers. On Tuesday night, we participated in a concert of prayer that allowed a time of personal introspection and talking with God. After the service, Seth had everyone from Wake Chapel meet upstairs to discuss what God had laid on our hearts. What followed was the most spiritual event I've ever witnessed. My friends were sharing things about themselves I never knew. Then we gathered around each person and prayed for their needs. At the end of the night, almost everyone was reduced to tears. I'm extremely grateful that God allowed us to be so open with each other. Now we are all able to pray for each other's specific needs on a regular basis. That night, I experienced firsthand Galatians 6.2, which says, Bear one another's burdens, and thereby fulfill the law of Christ. And James 5.16 encourages us to confess your sins to one another and pray for one another so that you may be healed. I look forward to the next mission trip with the anticipation of more spiritual growth. Thank you.
Obviously, you don't need Seth to make you nervous. Just some stairs. <laughs> hey, I'm Alexis Thomas, and I went to Mission Serve and TVR, but today I want to talk to y'all about Mission Serve. You know, I've always had questions or doubts about whether or not someone could say that they were saved and whether or not they actually were. On one of the first nights of Mission Serve, our speaker confirmed these doubts. And he said that you can say the magic words, but if you don't mean it and you're not living for God, then it's not legit. You're not really saved. And I realized that once we become Christians, we have to fully devote our lives to God. It can't be about us anymore because of the promise that we made to God. We promised him that we'd be all about him. In um, Iwana, we had this acronym, and it was um, about the things that were supposed to be important in our lives. And it was joy, and it said, for Jesus, others, and yourself. And this is something that we need to live by, and something that I realized that I need to live by. The, the things of this world, they're not important. And for such a long time, I think I got distracted by these things. And for such a long time, I thought they were the most important thing. But they're not. And at Mission Serve, I realized that God is the most important thing. And I realized that I have to put God first because that's what he tells us to do in the Bible. When we accept Jesus, we have to be fully committed to God and do what he tells us. And we have to live like God is in us. In 1 Samuel 12, 24, it says, But be sure to fear the Lord and serve him faithfully with all your heart. Consider what great things he has done for you. And I think this verse has to be a guideline for my life especially because we have to live for God. And that's the most important thing that we could live for because of what God did for us. And what God really put on my heart at Mission Serve is that, you know, we can stand up here next to Pastor Ross and the whole congregation can say amen or whatever we say when someone joins the church. But if we don't mean it and you're not living like God is in you and you're not living for God, then it's not real. You're not really saved. And I realized that I wasn't doing my best to share God's word and to love other people and I realized that I need to change and live my life more like a Christian and more like loving other people and stuff. And so thank you all for all your prayers. I know you all were praying a lot for us. And just thank you for um, praying for us while we were gone. And thanks for listening. I did it better than you did. <laughs> How's everyone doing? Good, good. Uh, I think about two years ago, I look, probably looked a little bit different two years ago coming up here as I had some awesome cornrows from Jamaica two years ago. So I'm, I apologize, my hair's normal today. Uh, not entertaining with my look, but hopefully I can entertain you with my talking. Uh, so my, my whole thing is discussing the theme of community, what our whole, our whole thing was about. Uh, you can break up uh, the word kind of meant to the words common unity, uh, what we have in common with each other. How can we be unified as one? Uh, verse comes to mind, uh, behold how good and how pleasant it is for brothers to dwell together in unity. Isn't it great when we're on a sports team or something and we come together as one and we win a championship or it can be a group project in school? How satisfying is it to be um, as, as, as one and win a championship? or to win or get an A-plus on a, on a test. That's what we all strive to do. We all strive to be unified and come out as champions. Uh, something uh, coming with un uh, unify with each other is our youth group. Uh, the strength of the youth group gets better every single year. It's a, it's a great group of kids. They love each other. They wrestle with each other. They Lockers fall down on people. Um, but it's all done in love. Uh, that was unintentional, the locker, by the way. But... Uh, this youth group is great. Uh, like I said, there, there's no one left out. 
Uh, it doesn't matter what the age group is, if it's a guy or a girl, everyone just comes together for the better good. Uh, I know in my group personally, with uh, Chris Pierce and I's group and uh, Emma and Aaron, Aaron Stone and Emma Stout, our group was awesome to the fact that the first day we got there, there was not any curriculum we were given. We thought we were giving curriculum. They thought they were giving, we were supplying it. So there was kind of a little bit of a back and forth there and not sure what we were going to be doing. But my group or our group, uh, everyone worked together. Everyone went straight to a kid. And it was awesome to see this, this, this community just in my group alone from other churches that we were from Illinois, some were from Bowie's Creek, some were from Fuquay, some were from wherever and we all came as a common good because we all love Jesus Christ as our personal savior and because of that that showed me that we can have community outside of just our church um, and the thing that I'll, we talked about the first night is that you know people around the world are looking for answers they're like they're they're searching for all these different platforms to get their answers by trying all kinds of certain ways and things like that what we need to do is we need to be unified here in the church and I'm not just talking to y'all. I could be sitting in the seat, and I could be listening to this message too. Uh, there's a good quote that I'm kind of twisted to make it sound better. It talks about small minds discuss people. Average minds discuss ideas. Great minds, no, excuse me. Small minds discuss people. Average minds discuss events. Great minds discuss ideas. When we're talking about one another, if I'm talking about someone there's no personal advancement in that. You're not getting anywhere talking about someone. Instead, take that time that you're talking about someone, ridiculing someone, criticizing someone, and use that to think of ideas of how we can be better here on earth. Uh, talking about people gets you nowhere. It may be a, a, a temporary satisfaction talking about someone, but what do we gain in that? We don't gain anything. Uh, so as I said, until we as a church, and not our church, every church, until we begin to look forward to the ideas and look forward in advancement, that's what we need to do. We need to be strongly rooted in the church. And that is by, imagine if you're trying to reach out to grab someone, if you're not strongly rooted, you're going to fall over. We need to gain the strong, the strong roots in our church. Not our, just the church, not our church, the church. And with that being said, we can become as one, as a community, to love one another. Uh, beyond all these things, put on love, which is the perfect bond of unity. We need to show love to everyone. Um, you know, there's time situations where it's easy to talk about someone and leave, what does that do? You're not showing love. We weren't put on this earth to show hate to people. We were put on this earth to show love to people. So then again, I'll just say it again. Um, uh, small minds discuss people. Average minds discuss events. Great minds discuss ideas. Let's show love. Let's build our community. Thank you. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen. I, I was just thinking as we were hearing this morning, the Lord lit a fire in the hearts of this youth group and these individuals who are in front of me. And I'm so glad that in his wonderful providence, he has allowed them to share some of the sparks with us this morning. And may the fan, uh, may that spark be be fanned and may the flame spread here at our church thank you so much every one of you for sharing and every one of you for being here this morning i wish there were some way that we could uh, congregate this group in one location out in the narthex area so you could greet them but i don't know if that's possible 
Let's do it. We'll do it in just a little bit. We'll have you folks to go back. I tell you what, we'll ask you to go on the last verse of the song we're going to sing. Okay, you'll just go to the narthex area and just kind of line up around the wall there. I don't, it looks like it might be raining outside. Some of you, if not, some of you can go out right outside the door. But I think one way maybe as a congregation that we can respond is to say, to God be the glory, great things he has done. And I don't think there's a verse that actually goes like this, but great things he is doing in our midst. And great things he has started this morning. Let's sing all three verses on the last verse. Young folks, if you all would go to the Narthex area. To God be the glory, great things he has done. Number 66, would you stand please? If your heart hadn't been blessed today, let me say this in a joking fashion. You must be Episcopalian. (laughs) I don't mean that seriously, folks. If we have someone who's visiting here who attends an Episcopalian church, fine folks. Uh, What a day. God's good. Alan Cotton is going to come and dismiss us with prayer. And after that, we're going to sing God be with you until we meet again. And then we'll greet these young people. Uh, Take a moment and do that. Uh, You know, wherever you're going to eat lunch, it'll be there five minutes later than you're going to thinking about getting there. I promise you that it will. And uh, uh, if it doesn't, you come back here and uh, we'll get one of the ladies here to fix lunch for you. (laughs) You know that isn't true either. Alan, pray for us, would you please? Let us pray. Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord, for bringing us today to the house of God, uh, worshiping you together as a family of God, praising your holy name. We thank you, Lord, for these young folks uh, going on that mission trip, Lord, and coming back and sharing the gospel, what they went through. Father, we, uh, we know what's behind them, good, solid parents, a good foundation of church, encouraging church folks, um, and Seth, of course. And we just love you, Lord, and thank you for these fine young men and women that are telling others uh, throughout the land about the good news of Jesus Christ. Father, today we, um, we want to lift up the Child Evangelism uh, Fellowship and uh, that our mission of the week. We pray for them, Lord, and we pray for all of the, uh, the folks that are in that foundation. Thank you, Father. Lord, be with us and guide us until we meet again. And give us a good week and help us, Lord, to tell others about our Lord and Savior, Christ Jesus. In his name we pray. Amen.